during COVID, we were just told to stay home. So I just thought like baking would kind of ease the stress that I had while staying here, being indoors. And every night I would always bake and it started flooding our kitchen. So I thought like, well, maybe if I sold them, it'd be nice for people to have baked goods during COVID so, since things aren't even open. And I re- never really thought that I would actually continue to have this business. I just thought it would just be like a one-time thing. Welcome to the How I Money segment of the podcast, Rethinking How You Money 101. Hi, I am your host, Dom, and I will be interviewing people in this series about how their experiences with money have impacted who they are today. Hi, my name is Cassidy Cancio. I am a college student and I am a baker. First question that I have for you is, how would you describe your family's ways of handling finances while you're growing up? Uh, I feel like my family really influenced how I save money today. Uh, When I was younger, they would always teach me to save my money instead of spending it. Only spend when you really need something instead of those wants that you have. As I was growing up, I saved everything like birthday money towards my college fund or even Christmas money and other small things that I got money for is like even an allowance. And do you feel like their relationship with money when you were growing up has affected how you handle money today? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Every time we would go out, we would only buy things that we actually really needed. Ever since I was young, they would always teach me to save. I wouldn't really spend on anything if I, unless I actually really needed them. A really valuable skill to have, I feel like, especially when you're Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's actually pretty hard to save when you really, really want something or when something's like hot or not, but it does come with a lot of patience. Okay, the next question I have for you is, at this time of your life, what are your streams of income? With COVID, the only streams of income that I do have as of right now is going to be my baking business. As of right now, I don't work, so it's just baking. During COVID, we were just told to stay home. So I just thought like baking would kind of ease the stress that I had while staying here, being indoors. And every night I would always bake and it started flooding our kitchen. So I thought like, well, maybe if I sold them, it'd be nice for people to have baked goods during COVID so, since things aren't even open. And I re- never really thought that I would actually continue to have this business. I just thought it would just be like a one-time thing. So did it start with like a family friend? Like who was like your first customer? How did it? So when I was baking, um, I told my parents, I told my family that I was going to start selling. And then my sister posted it on her social media and they actually were interested in buying some. So me and my sister became partners in this business. Since then, our friends, like we share our pictures through social media. And ever since then, we keep getting like new and new customers. That's awesome. Yeah. How would you describe your money habits today? Are you saving at all, investing, etc.? Today, ever since we started this business, or actually ever since I was younger, I started saving money. And then recently I got into investing. Do invest in Apple and Tesla right now. So pretty good over there. We put some of that money towards our Instagram account. We actually promote some of our pictures in order for more people to see what we can make and see what we can do. So you do it for like marketing too? Yes, we do. What would be your ideal income and why? At this age, I pretty 
confident in making around $75 to $100 a day. I think it's pretty manageable to do that since some of my things do cost a little more than the lowest cost that I have. My dozen macaroons goes only for $15 and I know they can go for more, but we'll stick with $15 for right now. And some of the other things that I sell can even go up to $45 to $50. So I think it's pretty manageable to get that amount. I guess what inspired you to start your baking side hustle? Was like there any other accounts that you saw or like people that you talked to? I've been told I have a pretty creative imagination. So I've always had a passion for baking. So I wanted to combine those two. I've always been baking ever since, let's say, like fourth or fifth grade. I've always wanted to make stuff instead of just buy things. Like all the treats that you see at bakeries go for so much more. Like even one pastry is like $5. When I can make it myself, I can make a dozen or I can make even more than that first much cheaper. That's smart. Yeah, that's a hustle. Yeah. <laughs> the next question is, what was the process of getting clients for your business? I know you talked about you use like social media and things like that. So for getting clients, I wouldn't say it was that hard, but there are there were some parts through the process where it was actually difficult to get some people. For client-wise, I would say that since me and my sister are kind of four years apart, we have different friends and they have families. So when we posted on our social media, our friend, like her friends and my friends would always buy and so on and so on. And their friends would post it on their social media and influence others to buy our treats. Um, we do post our positive reviews for people to know that what we are selling is good. So people would look at our story highlights and they would see the, all the good reviews and hopefully that would influence them to buy our baked goods. And sometimes it would be hard for other clients, like for new clients to come in because our circle is so small that we can just, it's varied. And I, I would average our customer amount to be around 17 to 20 people a week. That's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I think the most that we had was about 37 to 40. Wow. In one week. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was crazy. a lot of work, but push through it. Yeah. How do you use social media to help gain traction and new clients? It's just social media has this promote option. So that's where we kind of put our money towards. It actually promotes um, certain pictures that you would like to be, I guess, on the popular page. Since we are public instead of private, it seemed like it is working because more and more people that we don't no, I would say. Um, people around like San Francisco or like San Mateo are ordering from us now and it's really nice for them to actually commute to Daily City to actually try our baked goods. So do you have your clients usually just drive to you to grab the baked goods? How does that usually work? Or do you guys do delivery? Yeah. So um, for us, uh, we actually started with delivery, but it got kind of hard when people lived maybe like 15, 20 minutes away from us and you didn't really know how to price that. And so we just made it pickup only. Uh, the reason we made it pickup only is because um, some macaroons may be damaged through transport and we don't want that. We want the customer to have it as fresh as possible. Same with the Cakesicle Duos, that it is chocolate, so I wouldn't want it to melt. Yeah, that makes sense. I love how you guys did that. The next question is, what financial steps did you need to take to start your business? I had money saved up already, but... As clients started started coming in, I used that money to buy things like my stickers or the boxes that I put the duo boxes in and everything like that. 
usually um i would spend for the macaroons uh it's only like a one-time payment i buy everything in bulk for that one and as my cakesicle duos go buy the white chocolate kind of like almost every week so i'm it's not like i'm spending like every day how do you stay organized with like all these i guess all the income that you're making but also like having to use that profit and put it back into your business is there a way that you like stay organized with all that so we do, me and my sister ha- do have a Venmo and that's how we keep track of everyone who paid, what money goes towards what. We also have this um, rack in our kitchen that shows everything that we need. We have molds or we have chocolates or we have the decorations in one box. And then we have like the macaroon ingredients in one box. We keep everything organized in the kitchen so that we know that we have some in stock and we make sure that nothing is out of stock. Wow, that's awesome. What are some mistakes or learning opportunities that you made during this process? Nothing is always going to be perfect the first time. Um, From when I started making macaroons, they weren't even rising or some were even cracked. It's really hard to say how your business will go once you start it the first time. You're going to make mistakes the first time. And as you go, you kind of learn from those mistakes and it it will get better. Um, Do you have any recommendations for other young adults who want to make their own side hustle? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Um, Like I said in the last previous question, um, nothing is perfect the first time. So I encourage people to always keep trying, even if like you don't even have a lot of customers, there will be more who are interested. Those people will share your work. They'll be impressed by how your presentation is. I think it will be all about presentation and how well you put everything together. And then my last question for you is just like a fun hypothetical question. If the world was frozen for 30 seconds just to listen to you, what would you say? I think I would have to say that no matter how small you may think your idea is, there are a lot of people out there who will make it worthwhile. Even if your idea is small, there are other people out there who will think like, oh, wow, this is exactly what I've been looking for. This is exactly what I needed. You'd be like amazed and surprised by how many people are actually interested in like what you're selling or making. It's like that saying that's, another man's trash is someone else's treasure. So that's how I view it. That's so beautiful. (laughs) Okay, thank you again for being on my podcast. No problem. Thanks for interviewing me. It was nice Um, to talk about my business. Mm. Oh, seriously, it's so cool because it's like so fresh too. Like you literally just made it this year. Yeah. Um, If listeners want to use your services in the future, where could they find you? I do have a Instagram and Facebook account. It's at Max by Chris and Cash and you can find us there. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And is there anything else that viewers should be looking for for you in the future? Like any other future projects that you're thinking of? or Since it is winter time, uh, we did come out with our Halloween boxes. We're going to be coming out with fall theme boxes. And then we are going to be coming out with these Christmas boxes, which also have those uh, hot chocolate bombs. So if you dip it in hot chocolate, instant hot chocolate for you. I've seen those on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They're like really they're blowing up right now yeah they're actually really fun to make I tried it I think like two days ago yeah that's so cool thanks for having me hey it's Dom again I just want to say thank you for listening to my podcast again to reiterate this is a series that I'm trying to make it's called how I money it's a segment on this podcast rethinking how you money 101 where I am trying to find people to interview it honestly can be anyone and talk about their experiences with money and how that has impacted who they are today if you know anyone that is interested in 
being interviewed for my podcast, send me an email at rethinkinghowyoumoney101 at gmail.com. Okay? Thanks for tuning in and remember to always be smart with your money. See you guys next time.